Uh, but that's really only part of the problem. The real problem is that these violent and wicked thugs who do this stuff have the complete support of a left that occupies almost all of the heights of power in this country. These guys pretend that they're fighting the power, but they are the power, or at least they're backed with the power. These thugs who attack us, the heroes of the resistance, are the stormtroopers of a vast network of corrupt and powerful institutions that includes our government, the government bureaucracies and the intelligence agencies, the giant corporations uh, with their news and social media acting as their information arm and helping to normalize it all are the universities that teach these stupid theories. You know, they have a theory that it's feminist somehow to strip women of their privacy and their sporting endeavors and their identities. They have a theory that racism is anti-racism when they do it. They have a theory that some made-up chart of intersectional Suffering somehow transforms them into the little guy when they're bigger and more powerful than all of conservative media put together. I do not know where the left would be without these theories because they would have to look in the mirror and see what dreadful little fascist turds they are. I'm annoyed at punks who threaten us and hack us and disrupt our talks, but really, leftism is a vile and violent creed. It does this everywhere it rises to the top. And somehow on the way to leftist utopia, utopia, it also makes everyone's life worse except for the rich and powerful. The trans activists are thugs. Antifa are thugs. BLM are thugs. The kids rioting in Chicago are thugs, but they would be nothing. They would have no power without the thugs at the White House and Google and YouTube and the New York Times and CNN and the Washington Post and the universities and Hollywood who become thugs by covering up for them and silencing dissent and pushing absurd theories because those theories and those that violence increase the power of the powerful and the wealth of the wealthy, all in the name of resistance to power and wealth. Trigger warning. I'm Andrew Clavin, and this is The Andrew Clavin Show. All right, the vast right-wing conspiracy known as Clavinon continues. Today, we're going to talk about the attacks on the Daily Wire, the reaction to the Fox News settlement with Dominion, uh, and a massive uh, government efforts to rob you of your First Amendment rights. And also, Megan Basham's coming on. We always like to see her. She's going to report on an amazing new study of transgenderism. This would be a wonderful time right this minute while you're thinking about it to subscribe to my personal YouTube channel before it is taken down. <laughs> the Andrew Clavin YouTube channel. You get exclusive uh, investigations by the FBI at your house. Uh, you may be raided early in the morning. Uh, and if you leave a comment, you'll probably be arrested or just disappeared in some way. Uh, but if, if it's sufficiently hateful and disgusting, we will read it on the air. Today's comment is from Deborah Rorich, I believe it's pronounced. Uh, she says, whoever writes these openings, hoping it is Clavin himself, is astoundingly and brilliantly hilarious, never disappoints. Now, I read this uh, not for the, the compliments, because I, every now and again, I do think it's fair uh, to introduce my staff of writers. <clears throat> Here I am. This is it. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is all you get. Uh, you know, it has become a conservative cliche to blame things on a biased news media, but that's not really uh, any longer the problem. The news media is not biased. Uh, the news media is simply uh, the information arm of corporations who work in tandem with a vast governmental bu bureaucracy uh, to silence and oppress Americans in order to install their agenda and increase their power and the wealth of the wealthy. 
the news media is exactly what Donald Trump said it was now. It's the enemy of the people because all of these powerful groups are enemies of the people. Now, in a second, I'm going to talk about uh, the Fox News settlement with Dominion. But I got to start with something that's a little closer to home. Um, I don't know how many of you saw uh, Jeremy, the God King's Twitter thread on Wednesday, I think it was. Uh, but if you follow us here, you probably know that Matt Walsh's personal media uh, was hacked, his emails uh, and his Twitter feed. Uh, this was because of his work uh, stopping children from being sexually butchered in the name of a transgender uh, gender agenda uh, with zero science behind it. And, you know, I listen, to be fair, I can understand why what Matt is doing uh, would get someone upset with him if that someone happened to be satanically evil. Um, and at the same time, these uh, thugs were hitting Walsh. Uh, Knowles had to be evacuated from the University of Pittsburgh because of a violent demonstration where they burned him in effigy and caused other uh, disruptions. Now, just to, to lay my cards on the table, uh, all of this pisses me off a lot. Uh, you know, Knowles and Walsh are my colleagues. Uh, they are great guys, and I'm honored to work with them, uh, despite my age difference with Knowles. Uh, Knowles is obviously emotionally 72 or so, and I'm emotionally 19 years old. Uh, I consider Knowles and his wife good friends of me and my wife, and uh, the fact that he has to be under security all the time because of threats, and so does Walsh, uh, is really aggravating. I, you know, I I don't know Walsh as well. Walsh came into the company uh, later, but uh, he and his wife are, they're absolutely terrific people. And I love what Walsh is doing. Uh, but the truth is, all of us here, they, they get it, I think, the worst probably. But all of us here are used to having uh, these leftist roaches scrambling over our shoes and the deans of diversity uh, who stir up ignorant children uh, to get them to shout down anyone who disagrees with deans of diversity, because the deans of diversity are making a lot of money and they don't want to lose their positions by having people like us come on and say that they're the worthless uh, scum that they are. Uh, but that's really only part of the problem. The real problem is that these violent and wicked thugs who do this stuff have the complete support of a left that occupies almost all of the heights of power in this country. These guys pretend that they're fighting the power, but they are the power, or at least they're backed with the power. Along with getting hacked, uh, Walsh was also defunded on uh, YouTube uh, for speaking the truth about uh, Dylan Mulvaney, uh, this insidious actor wannabe who's gotten his 15 minutes of cheap fame by seeking to, he's like Tootsie, basically, seeking to erase the reality of, of one half the human race with his little girl masquerade. And he is backed by huge corporations, including Anheuser-Busch. I mean, if I say uh, that men who believe they are women are mentally ill, YouTube will cut it out and they'll censor us uh, because well, why? Why? Do they know something? Do they know something we don't know? Do they have some psychological? Is there some study they've seen that we haven't seen? Absolutely not. They are simply part of the left-wing agenda. They say you're dehumanizing them, but in fact, only human beings become mentally ill, so that's ridiculous. Now, YouTube, remember, is Google, one of the largest corporations uh, in the universe, right? And they Google, as I said last week, they bury the truth about George Floyd's criminality. Uh, they memory hole it, as they say. They put warnings on stories about Joe Biden's family's uh, corruption. Uh, and it doesn't stop there. And his Twitter Th uh, thread, Jeremy went on to explain that we lose big brand sponsors uh, if we say something like, hey, you know, if you have a helpless baby growing inside you uh, that you helped create, uh, it's probably wrong for you to suck the baby's brains out and pull his arms and legs off and sell his body parts to laboratories. We lose sponsors for that. Uh, but if you say, oh, no, go ahead, kill baby. He can't fight back. Go ahead and kill him. You don't lose sponsors for that at all. Now, you know, we're constantly being told that the main that the right has its goons, and we know that. But the but the living truth is that 
most of the right, and when I say the mainstream right, I mean from the you know rhino right to us at the uh, Daily Wire, certainly Fox News, the Wall Street Journal, we're embarrassed by our bad guys. We don't like white supremacists and fascists because they're bad. So we understand that bad is bad, and we don't want to be associated with them as we defend the Constitution and the tr- great traditions of America and the morality of a, a Christian culture. But the mainstream left which is all over, has all the power centers, as I say, they encourage these Maoists and their race haters, and they tell us that the violent thugs of Antifa who hide their faces behind masks and incite riots by breaking glass and working people, getting people worked up, and beat up journalists and beat up innocent people who won't mouth uh, their sayings, they say, oh, these are, they're anti-fascists, so they're like the heroes of D-Day. That's what they say about these absolute uh, thugs. And they tell us uh, the group of Maoist con men who go by the name of Black Lives Matter. Uh, They're fighting a plague of racist crime by cops, a plague which literally does not exist. There is no uh, epidemic of racist cops hurting black people. That is not what's happening. I'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh, These guys sexually corrupt our children in public schools. And when parents protest, they set the FBI to investigate them. Only have to ask the FBI, if you're on the left, to investigate parents trying to defend their children. That's when the FBI isn't busy infiltrating our churches and being told by Senator Tim Kaine that that's just fine. They do it to mosques. Why shouldn't they do it to Catholic churches? Uh, you know, they censor the truth on social media when it endangers the election of their candidate. Nicole Hannah-Jones at The New York Times, who is a race-hating person. She goes on TV talking about white people all the time. She's just a bigot. To me, she is exactly the same as with all her big degrees. She is exactly the same as some toothless Klansman in the back of a pool hall, a pool hall uh, you know, talking about the blacks or whatever. Uh, and she writes this absolutely dishonest 1619 project and You say, okay, fine. So she's a hateful bigot who hates the country and wants to rewrite its history falsely. But she gets a Pulitzer Prize for that, even though the Pulitzer Committee knew it was untrue. uh, And her toxic crap is pumped into our school systems. I I mean, does she ever wonder, does Nahisi Coates ever wonder or AOC ever wonder if they're fighting for the little guy? Why the rich and powerful make them rich and famous? Why does uh, Ta-Nehisi Coates get all these awards and all this money uh, from white people and rich people if he's such a black hero fighting for the black man? All they do. Why do they give them awards? Because they know it helps the powerful get more power power, and the rich get more money. These thugs who attack us, the heroes of the resistance, are the stormtroopers of a vast network of corrupt and powerful institutions that includes our government, the government bureaucracies and the intelligence agencies, the giant corporations uh, with their news and social media acting as their information arm and helping to normalize it all are the universities that teach these stupid theories. You know, they have a theory that it's feminist somehow to strip women of their privacy and their sporting endeavors and their identities. They have a theory that racism is anti-racism when they do it. They have a theory that some made-up chart of intersectional suffering somehow transforms them into the little guy when they're bigger and more powerful than all of conservative media put together. I do not know where the left would be without these theories because they would have to look in the mirror and see what dreadful little fascist turds they are. I'm annoyed at punks who threaten us and hack us and disrupt our talks, but really, leftism is a vile and violent creed. It does this everywhere it rises to the top. And somehow on the way to leftist utopia, utopia, it also makes everyone's life worse except for the rich and powerful. The trans activists are thugs. Antifa are thugs. BLM are thugs. The kids rioting in Chicago are thugs, but they would be nothing 
They would have no power without the thugs at the White House and Google and YouTube and the New York Times and CNN and the Washington Post and the universities and Hollywood who become thugs by covering up for them and silencing dissent and pushing absurd theories because those theories and those that violence increase the power of the powerful and the wealth of the wealthy, all in the name of resistance to power and wealth. So now let's talk about how evil Fox News is. So before I get to Fox News and Dominion, I want to talk about the moment all of this came clear. It came clear that all of these people are one people. They're all one organization uh, working together. It was in 2013. It came out. Uh, you, some of you probably remember that the IRS had targeted conservative Tea Party groups and slow walked their tax exempt status to keep them from speaking out during Obama's reelection campaign against Mitt Romney. So when it was found out after Obama was safely elected, uh, he came out and this is what he said. This is clip one. I've reviewed the Treasury Department watchdog's report and the misconduct that it uncovered is inexcusable. It's inexcusable, and Americans are right to be angry about it, and I am angry about it. I will not tolerate this kind of behavior in any agency, but especially in the IRS. Now, he did that because he didn't realize yet how deeply corrupt the press had become how much they had become a part of the state and a spokesman for the intelligence agencies and for the bureaucracy. He didn't, he still thought that they were biased, but on a story as big as this, a story as big as IRS silencing dissent, they would come after him, right? But lo and behold, there was a little bit of fuss. Then the network stopped covering it. They stopped covering it. They went silent for months about this. The revelations were censored. Uh, here, Kim Strassel, great reporter, uh, she had a book, brought out a book, The Intimidation Game. Uh, they said, the, I'm quoting her, they said, the United States has confusing tax-exempt laws. Not true. That a flood of social welfare and charitable applications overwhelmed the system. Not true. That low-level and rogue agents had stepped out of bounds. Not true. This went right up to the White House. I went out. Obama knew about it. it. You know, it's obvious. And and that even liberal groups had been swept up in the harassment. Definitely not true. Jim Jordan ultimately got to the truth of all this, but by then it was two years later. It was too late. Uh, even the, you know, and all the it's memory hold on Google. Wikipedia lies about it. They say, oh yeah, they went after Democrat liberal groups too. They didn't. This was an attack on your right to free speech if you were a right winger, and to get it was to get Obama elected. And when Obama realized that the press was part of the deep state. It was all good. They were not going to, he realized, oh, they're in with our corruption. I didn't understand. I thought there was still a working news media out there. He went on Bill O'Reilly's show and he said, the IRS is, there's not a smidgen of corruption at the IRS. This is what he said, cut two. These kinds of things keep on surfacing in part because you and your TV station will promote them. But, but, but when folks actually are unanswered questions, Bill, when you actually look at the stuff, there have been multiple hearings on it. What happened here was is that you've got, no a, you've got a 501c4 law that people think is confusing. It's Fox News's fault. It's all Fox News's fault. They wouldn't stay with the program. Fox News 
told the truth about this. They covered it when everybody else was silent. Everybody else went silent. It's, it's all Fox News' fault. If they just stayed quiet, nobody would even know about it. Just like they covered the, the violent George Floyd riots when everybody else was saying that they were mostly peaceful. Just like the fact that they covered that police aren't racist because they're dealing with the crime that's actually being committed when the rest, all the rest of the news media isn't saying that. They're all lying about they're covering it up. And what's the problem with Fox News? The fake D- Duke lacrosse rape. Sean Hannity should have won a Pulitzer for exposing that while all everybody else, they still say it's true. On, at, at Duke, they still say that. They act as if that rape actually happened. CNN, the New York Times, they all covered this stuff up and demonized Fox for telling the truth so that the people who weren't smart enough to look for themselves wouldn't watch Fox and wouldn't believe the truth that they were hearing on Fox that they weren't hearing anywhere else. And this is when Obama and the left realized, oh, it's all one. The corporate media government complex is going to protect us. We can cheat. We can lie. We can do anything. And we can cover it up. We burn cities to the ground. We can burn cities to the ground. We can sexually butcher children. And everybody's going to say, oh, that rotten Matt Walsh. Take him. Defund him on YouTube. He said we shouldn't sexually butcher children instead of the horror that they should be expressing and experiencing even, you know, but but will not because it's all part of an agenda that is going to make them more powerful and more rich. More power to the powerful, more money to the rich. So now Fox News got burned. And in my opinion, they deserved it. They had they had their niche audience against this massive power of the networks and the corporations behind the networks and the bureaucracy and intelligence agencies that feed the networks. Fox had managed to carve out this niche audience and they were afraid of losing it. They were afraid of alienating it by telling them what they thought was the truth. And they promulgated theories that Dominion voting machines stole the last election from Trump. And they knew, or at least they believed, those theories were untrue. So they were telling you things that they believed that they were untrue. And they settled a lawsuit uh, with Dominion for almost close to 800 million bucks. Um, so that's a lot, you know, that's a lot, a lot of money for one of these things. Uh, and I can't say for sure why they settled and didn't go to trial, but I suspect it's because they didn't want their stars testifying. Dominion had found in discovery emails, uh, where, you know, some of the stars, Tucker Carlson said, these ideas are untrue, uh, but our audience are good people and they believe them. And so they felt constrained to air the ideas they thought were untrue. They were afraid to lose their audience to Newsmax, uh, at, you know, they wouldn't do what I did, which was alienate people uh, to give it to you straight, to tell you straight what I thought. Uh, because I told you, there, foxes are running a business. I'm on a mission from God, so we have <laughs> different briefs to do. Now, let's not, I'm not going to sugarcoat this. Here are some clips of Fox uh, saying that these voting machines were vulnerable to hacking. Cut three. Virginia just stopped using touchscreen computer voting because it's so vulnerable. We need to look at all the voting machines. Every secretary of state needs to be, you know, assisted in making sure that they are not being uh, hacked and and attacked. I continue to think that our voting machines are too vulnerable. Our researchers have repeatedly demonstrated that ballot recording machines and other voting systems are susceptible to tampering. Even hackers with limited prior knowledge, tools, and resources are able to breach voting machines in a matter of minutes. In 2018, electronic voting machines in Georgia and Texas deleted votes for certain candidates or switched votes from one candidate to another. The biggest seller of voting machines is doing something that violates Cybersecurity 101, directing that you install remote access software, which would make a machine like that, you know, a magnet for fraudsters and hackers. These voting machines can be hacked quite easily. Oh, wait. 
That wasn't Fox. Those were all powerful Democrats from Hillary to Adam Schiff to Ted Lieu. They all said the same thing. So that means by deduction, that Fox didn't get burned or sued for saying what all those Democrats said because MSNBC wasn't sued. You know, all of those politicians weren't sued. The Washington Post, where Adam Schiff was speaking, they weren't sued. Fox got nailed for saying that Dominion stopped Trump from winning. We want to be clear about this. None of these people got sued. So obviously what they were suing them about, why their judge was so prejudiced, why the judge was so biased, was they were being sued because they were saying that Trump really won. Now, I've told you, I'm not convinced at all that Trump won. And I don't think, I personally doubt the machines were hacked. But but that's why this is being sued. So it's time for the good people, the good people who are not demons like Fox, who covered, you know, the riots and Fox, who covered, you know, Hunter Biden's laptop. It's not, it's now time for the good people who kept, you know, all stayed together with the deep state and with the intelligence operations and with the big corporations. It's time for them to gloat. So let's give a few seconds to Jake Tapper. This is cut five. Fox is going to pay Dominion Voting Systems $787,500,000. Dominion's lawyer saying, quote, today represents a ringing endorsement for truth and for democracy. Fox trying to put a positive face on what can only be interpreted as one of the ugliest and most embarrassing moments in the history of journalism. Fox uh, issued a statement saying, quote, we are pleased to have reached a settlement of our dispute, dispute with Dominion voting systems. We acknowledge the court's rulings, finding certain claims about Dominion to be false. The settlement reflects, I'm sorry, this is going to be difficult to say with a straight face. This settlement reflects Fox's continued commitment to the highest journalistic standards. We are hopeful that our sorry, we are hopeful that our decision to resolve the dispute with Dominion amicably instead of the acrimony of a divisive trial allows the country to move forward from these issues. Unquote. He's laughing. Jake, dude, you work for CNN. You work for a place where they stood outside burning buildings and said, oh, yeah, this is a mostly peaceful riot. You know, I mean, nobody watches you because they know you're a bunch of lying gas bags. You know, I mean, if the government wanted fewer of its documents to be leaked, its secret documents, they would put them on CNN's primetime shows because no one would see them there. You know, recently uh, before the House Judiciary Committee, a former deputy director of the CIA, Michael Morell, uh, says that the guy who is now uh, Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken, but was Biden's campaign aide at the time, called them up and instigated the letter signed by 51 former uh, intelligence officials saying the Hunter Biden laptop uh, was Russian disinformation. OK, so now we know the Secretary of State actually participated in this scam that was signed. Four of these people were former CIA heads say, saying Hunter Biden's laptop, which now is just absolutely unveiled incredible corruption in the Biden family, was Russian disinformation. Here's how the great people at CNN and MSNBC covered it with their journalistic standards while Fox was covering it. Biden secret emails. A really fishy story. The Post claimed that the emails were found on a laptop computer that was brought to a repair shop in Delaware in the spring of 2019. The FBI is now investigating whether those alleged Hunter Biden emails are actually connected to a larger foreign intelligence operation. They may be related to a foreign intelligence operation. Foreign intelligence operation. Foreign intelligence. Foreign intelligence. Foreign intelligence operation. For all we know, 
These emails are made up. The information found on the laptop may be part of a Russian disinformation campaign. Part of a Russian uh, disinformation uh, effort. Described by many intelligence experts as having hallmarks. All the hallmark, hallmarks, rather. All the hallmarks of a Russian. Or Russian. Russian disinformation. Russian disinformation. Disinformation campaign. This is a classic example of the right wing media machine. <laughs> violate, violate your ethics there, Jake. It make you laugh when they when CNN talks about journalistic ethics. Fox got the story right. Fox gets a lot of stories right that CNN lied and lied and lied about. You know, here's another one. Uh, you know, I, I, by the way, just just so you know, I mean, there's now a U.S. tax special agent who wants uh, whistleblower protections because he wants to testify. Uh, that the criminal investigations into uh, Hunter Biden have been hampered by political considerations. The old, the big guy, the big guy wants to protect his 10 percent. And he's got his foot uh, on the DOJ as they investigated this. All right, let's hear some more gloating from the honest, decent, righteous, good guys against the demon Fox who was laid low here. Uh, here is the New York Times, a former newspaper, uh, Knucklehead Row, their opinion page, Michelle Goldberg, uh, chief knucklehead. She said part of Fox's sinister Fox's sinister on-air brilliance is the way it encases its audience in a comprehensive alternative reality. Okay, now for once, the network will be forced to account for itself outside the right-wing bubble. Michelle, Michelle, my darling, you work for the New York Times. They gave themselves Pulitzer Prizes for their coverage of a Trump-Russian collusion story that was a complete fabrication of Hillary Clinton's campaign. They put their Pulitzer Prize on the shelf next to the one they got for covering up Stalin's starvation of millions. It's like, we are the best at this crap, you know? <laughs> Nobody does this like we do it. Brett Kavanaugh was accused by a woman of being attacked, was accused by a woman of sexual misconduct. This woman, he may never have met. There's no proof he ever met this woman. The New York Times pounded it day after day after day. They gave full coverage to Julie Swetnick when she said that Kavanaugh stood online outside rooms where women were being gang raped before Swetnick was exposed by like two questions on one of the t TV stations. I think it was NBC. But when Joe Biden, who's constantly putting his hands on little girls whose own daughter says he took showers with her that were probably inappropriate, when he was accused by a woman who worked for him, so we know they were together. He was accused by Tara Reid saying he, she, he pressed her against a wall and stuck his fingers up her. The New York Times said nothing about the story for 20 days and then buried it inside the paper on Easter Sunday and said nothing to see here. The editor, Dean Bequet, said the Kavanaugh story was in the news. The reason they, we didn't cover it is the Kavanaugh story was in the news, but the Tara Reid story wasn't in the news. <laughs> in other words, we didn't cover it because we didn't cover it. That's that's why. He said, well, Kavanaugh was up for a big job in the Supreme Court. Biden was literally running for president. But Fox News is the problem. So talk about encasing your audience in a comprehensive alternative reality. You know, those emails from Fox, they, they show that Tucker and Sean and Laura knew that Trump's people were lying. And they ran with the story anyway. But the New York Times and Jake Tapper and NBC and ABC and CBS and the Washington Post, when they demonize Fox News... They're not just lying to their audience. They're lying to themselves. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Another hour of the Jesse Kelly Show on an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Remember, you can email the show jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. So 
I'm going to play it again. Played it yesterday. I got all kinds of emails from guys who were in the military. Uh, obviously, that's a we get a, a lot. A lot of those guys listen to the show. A lot of veterans who are out now listen to the show, and they're all sickened by what's happening. Everybody. And, well, people want to know when's this going to change? Why is this happening? Why is it a big deal? Let's 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 have a frank talk about this. That'll be offensive. That's our that's our specialty here, anyway. And I was able to deploy on the USS Gerald R. Ford last fall, and the coolest thing I did on board was to be able to participate in a LGBTQ spoken word night, and I was able to read a poem that I wrote to the whole ship, and that was probably the culmination of the whole deployment. Why does this stuff matter? Why does it matter? Well. It matters for a bunch of different reasons, but let's focus first of all and probably biggest on people, personnel. Have you ever heard of Mr. Beast? I've heard of Mr. Beast because of my sons. Uh, That's the only reason I know who this person is. Maybe you're saying I don't know who this person is. Well, look, I will tell you he's not a beast. He is some YouTuber. You know what YouTube is? It's the the website where they play the videos. So I just like if you know all this stuff, quit nodding, quit laughing at me. I'm explaining it for people who don't know, and I only know a little bit. He's a YouTube guy. Now, people like me who aren't big on technology, we struggle to understand this. I know I do, but you should know. YouTuber is nothing to laugh at. Because these people make millions of dollars now on YouTube. How do you do that? You put out videos. You get subscribers. Then you get paid. I believe this is mostly how it works. You get paid based on how many clicks you get. How many people watch your videos. It'll determine your pay. Chris just said the guy makes something like $5 million a month. A month. You have kids on YouTube, millionaires, right? So it's not a small thing. You can roll your eyes and I can roll my eyes. It's a big thing. It's a big business. And there's this guy, Mr. Beast, on YouTube. I'm going somewhere with this. Just stay with me. He's on YouTube. And what he does, apparently, according to my son, is he goes around and does all these kind of fun, funny stunts, but helps people. Helps people. My son told me recently... He paid for a thousand people to have cataract surgery so they can see again. Okay, so it seems like a good good guy. Uh, you know, I'm friends with Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz sat down and played poker with this guy, and Ted and I were talking. He said he's just the most humble, nicest guy in the world. And it's not political stuff. It's just all stuff like this, lighthearted stuff your kids can watch, from my understanding. He's currently going through hell business-wise. Why? I guess he has an employee, some guy who works with him named Chris. So everyone's got a Chris who's a burden on them. Anyway, he's got this guy named Chris who works with him who has decided he's going to cut his penis off and pretend he's a woman. Not making that up. It's real. Now, if you're Mr. Beast... And you've never, quote, been political, not left, right, anything like that. He does you know, stunt videos and, and things like this. Now you find yourself mired in a disaster. Do you defend your employee? 
Do you stay silent? Do you, look, where's the win? If you're if you're some Mr. Beast kid, what's the win? What what can you do that they can possibly win? If you stay silent, then the LGBTQ demon mob comes for you. And you're a transphobe and you're hateful and you're a bigot and you're a monster and they're attacking you and you're watching all those subscribers that make your money, you're watching them go down. Or if you're Mr. Beast, you can defend your guy. You can defend your guy and say, no, I love him and now I'm glad he's cutting his penis off. Go trans. Then you watch half your subscriber base walk out on you and disappear. You can't win. Why? Personnel is everything. And in a country like this, that is filling up with mentally ill communists, it is more important than it has ever been to strictly monitor who you bring into your business, who you welcome into what you've built, and who you make sure you keep out. That old saying is as old as time, hire slow, fire fast has never been more true than it is right now. Think think if you're this Mr. Beast guy right now, $5 million a month, and you're watching your empire be burnt to the ground because you hired one guy who just mentally lost his mind. Now go to the military. Why is this stuff a big deal? Well, a military is not the government. The military is made up of the personnel, of the men and women who join the military, who join in and fight it. What kind of military do you have? It's determined by the kind of personnel you bring in. If you're in the military, the kind of person personnel you want to bring in, smart, type A, especially if we're talking infantry, you need type A males. That's what you need. So I'm talking hard-charging High testosterone, let's get it done. That's who you need. You must have those people filling up your military. Ambitious, aggressive, competitive. These are the people who build a great military. That's why all great militaries throughout history are built on competition and discipline and overcome. And that's that's how you win. Because when it when the shooting starts, you have to have that mentality filling up your ranks. I will win. I'd rather die than lose. That way of thinking must dominate your military. The reason this stuff is a big deal is because it destroys your personnel. I was able to deploy on the USS Gerald R. Ford last fall. And the coolest thing I did on board was to be able to participate in a LGBTQ spoken word night. And I was able to read a poem that I wrote to the whole ship. And... That was probably the culmination of the whole deployment. Do you know during Pearl Harbor, when our ships were being bombed by the Japanese, you know what our sailors went through on those ships? They were burning alive. They were being wounded in horrific ways. Think about think about being engulfed by you're standing on top of all that steel and all that fuel and then bombs are blowing up and the shrapnel from the bombs and the shrapnel from the ship so you have guys losing their limbs guys losing their heads you have you have nothing but chaos and violence and explosions and insanity and it's the most insane thing in the world and did you know did you know our sailors 
in Pearl Harbor were heroic. Not stopping, not crying, not running screaming, running around, helping, saving people, get on the guns, shoot back, let's jump in the water, save that guy, type A males, run around, get the job done. Those guys don't want to join the, the gay Navy. Those guys won't join LGBTQ night in the Navy to hear this guy read his gay poems. They simply won't join. It really doesn't matter what you think of that guy or that speech. The guys you need to join your military, Navy, Army, Marine Corps, Air Force, and so on, they're not joining. They're going to do other things. You need that high school football player in Wyoming. You need him to join the Army. You you need him there. That's a wrestler. You know what? The hick in Tennessee who you make fun of his accent, even though I love Tennessee accents. Ah, oh, look at this guy. Sounds like a this sounds like a bumpkin. Yeah, that bumpkin's been shooting deer since he was seven or eight years old. That guy you put him out in the wilderness, he'll build you a camp overnight. You need that guy in the Marines. And he's not gonna join. He he watches videos like this. He goes home, talks to his parents, and they tell him to go do something else. Oh, don't get me wrong. He'll be great somewhere. He'll go be a county sheriff somewhere, fireman somewhere. He'll go do something that type A males do, but he ain't joining your military. And if he doesn't join your military, your military disappears. This stuff is a disaster for many reasons, but the biggest reason is simple recruitment. The guys you need, they're not coming. And the guys you need to stay in who are in now, they're not staying. I'm corresponding with the lieutenant colonel right now in the Army. And, man, there's something else happening that you don't know about. You want to hear something really scary? Really scary? We were talking about this last night. Jesse Kelly. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Chris, he's saying fame there, right? Fame? I don't know. It was kind of, it's kind of muffled. I didn't, I didn't know what he was saying. I, I just like to make it about me in some way. All right, something uh, I was telling you before break, we'll get back to the Ask Dr. Jesse questions. Someone wants to know about Joe Biden and impeachment, and we'll get to that in a second. But uh, I've been corresponding with the lieutenant colonel in the Army quite a bit, and he, I won't go into the details of it, but are you going to be surprised when World War III kicks off, at some point it will, right? I'm not saying it's happening tomorrow, but at some point World War III will kick off. Everyone knows that that's just kind of the way the world works. Are you going to be surprised when we run out of ammunition? You know, the military, they're not only running out of personnel. We have under, undermanned units all over the place in critical units. The infantry units, you got a 1,000-man infantry unit, or it's supposed to be a 1,000. They got 800. They, just, they, they don't have enough bodies to stack them. And or to staff them, and we don't have enough ammunition. That's something we don't consider because, again, we think back to older times. We think back to uh, anything for, from Vietnam to, to the global war on terror to what we really think about is World War II. And we just think about how America just turned into this machine where we're just churning out tanks and planes and, and bullets, and, and that's, that's what we were. But we're not that anymore. We're going to run out of ammo. Did you know that? It's a reality of life. And we have all these 
criminally unserious people in charge of the country. The president looks forward to having uh, another conversation with President Xi. Uh, and we'll do that at the appropriate time. We'll certainly keep you apprised of that. Uh, it's important that those lines of communication stay open. Um, uh, the tensions are certainly high uh, right now. Uh, we like to see this relationship get onto a better footing. Uh, and when it's appropriate for the two leaders to talk, then, then that'll happen. I want to stress, that said, that we are and have been able to maintain lines of communication between our two countries, even throughout all these tensions. The dumbest people, the most craven people, they're running things now. And so you don't have a military focused on doing basics like, oh, I don't know, securing ammunition. I, now, granted, I'm glad you're having gay night on the Navy. I'm glad everyone's having to attend seminars to learn how to braid hair. These are very, very important things. But we don't have enough ammunition to fight a war. Ugh. All right. Dr. Jesse, can you please explain why Joe Biden has not been impeached? Is there a chance he could or would be? He's the laughing stock of the world. I know VP would probably take his place. I doubt she'd be better. Well, the GOP... The GOP could not impeach him right now because they wouldn't be able to drum up. They don't have a big enough majority in the House to drum up enough votes to impeach him. There are too many low-T GOPers in the House of Representatives. That's one. And the GOP doesn't understand why impeaching him is actually important. And here's why it's actually important. It's not because anything would change in the federal government. You'd get rid of President Poopy Pants and Dome would take over, and no policy would change, nothing would change. They're all the same people. There's the same people backing. That that wouldn't change anything. And so the GOP looks at that, and they think, well, it wouldn't matter anyway. But what they don't understand is this. There's a long game and a different game you should be playing. Democrats, when Trump was president, impeached him twice. Going forward... If we ever have another GOP president, which I'm not convinced we're going to, but if we ever have another GOP president, Democrats, if they gain control of the House of Representatives, will impeach him. In fact, they're going to impeach him often. It'll be every three to six months they're going to impeach him. Republicans should be impeaching Joe Biden, not just because he deserves it. There's a thousand things you could impeach Joe Biden over right now easily. He's done Horrific things. Trump never even did anything worthy of impeachment. Joe Biden's done a million of those. But even if he hadn't, let's say Joe Biden was squeaky clean, you should impeach him anyway. Ah, Jesse, why? That's not right. No, you don't understand. You look ahead and you understand Democrats will impeach every Republican president going forward many times. So what you do while you have the power to do it is you impeach their guy why? To water down the impeachment process or the impeachment, uh, the, the gravity of it, you want to water that down in the minds of the public because you understand what they're going to do to your guy, so you do it to their guy, so the public, whenever they hear about another impeachment going forward, just kind of roll their eyes and shrug their shoulders and give it no stock. Now, that's not an ideal place to be as a nation, but ideally... We wouldn't have Democrats conducting themselves like a bunch of rabid animals. They do conduct themselves like rabid animals, so we must respond in kind. But the GOP doesn't think in that way. In fact, if you even brought it up to them, they'd say something, because this is one of their main mottos. 
this isn't the hill to die on. That's the GOP motto. Well, this isn't the hill to die on. Well, we got to wait. We got to wait till after the election. Not, uh, not before the election. We certainly can't do anything before the election. They love talking like this. Do Democrats concern themselves with things like that? Have you ever seen Democrats stop? Whoa, wait. This would be too much before an election, guys. No, because they understand just keep marching forward. Keep moving the ball in your direction. And in the end, you'll come out better the other side. The GOP, the low-T GOP, always afraid to take a step forward. What if I step on a landmine? Buddy, you better start moving forward. They're surrounding you. Move forward. Aggressive. Offense. Preborn. It's part of it. Fighting back for life. Florida, credit to Ron DeSantis getting ready to sign a six-week abortion ban. Oh, we shouldn't do that before an election. We don't stop moving the ball forward and changing the public perception, changing the public opinion because of an election to say nothing of the fact we don't stop saving lives because of an election. Preborns out there putting in the work, putting in the work in the worst communities, the highest abortion communities. They're in there and they're getting their clinics firebombed by all these communist monsters and they're not stopping. It costs preborn $28 to give that young woman a free ultrasound. And did I mention they also give her care up to two years? They don't just toss her to the side when she chooses life. Go to preborn.com slash Jesse. If you're 28 bucks, it saves a life. 28 bucks to save a life. That's worth a large pizza, right? Preborn.com slash Jesse. Sponsored by Preborn. 